Hi, I'm Maddie, and I don't have a hobby. Hi, I'm Haley, and I have too many hobbies. And I've taken it upon myself to get Maddie hooked on just about anything. In this podcast, we're talking true crime. We're talking Enneagram. We're talking mental health. We're talking Scientology. And just about everything in between. So we're inviting you on a journey that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on. In the hopes that you too would like to be Average, average girls Average and Hello guys, we're back with yeah. another episode. I just said hello, like, do you watch YouTube? No, you don't. No. For anybody who watches, like, makeup YouTube, if you watch Nikki Tutorials. <laughs> I got, like, more that's nervous the more I said that. Nikki Tutorials, she says, hello guys. Oh, that's what you did? Yeah, that's what I did on accident. Oh, that's so cool. Oh my god, that's so crazy. Hope everybody's doing great. Uh, Maddie, how's your, how's your week? Uh, it's been good. I had the day off. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did have the day off, and I'm amazing. Yes. Oh, God. How was your week? My week has been good. Our week has been very busy. Um, Emerson and I decided to move today, which was, uh, we weren't planning on moving yesterday, but we're moving as of today. Um, yeah, so this is actually probably the last time you're going to see our studio. It's pretty short-lived if you're watching on uh, YouTube, which... But we have we have better things. In we have store. much better things yeah. in store. So um, yeah, it was good while it lasted. <laughs> it was here. We, it was nice. It was Especially actually a couple months. It was actually just okay. It was yeah. It was just yeah, okay. I didn't okay. live here, so it was yeah. Good but you me. basically lived here. Actually, um, never slept. I've spent the night here three times since you guys have been here. You remember that off the top of your head? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I have some numbers. Um, okay, but I have, before we do our hot take, I actually have a few little baby update things. Yes. Um, I've started listening to some other... <laughs> I I'm acting like I know. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Um, we... Uh, nope, let me try again. I started two new podcasts that I'm obsessed with. One of them I think you're really, really going to like. I One thought of them you is, meant you started like, I, a separate... I decided I was just going to start, and I've been editing. Oh, I've been editing it on my own. Yeah, yeah. Because we know how capable you I'm are. Because I'm really good at computers. Being techie. Yeah. Cool. Okay, Anyways, so moving on. Um, so the one is, um, this is actually happening, is what it's called. Okay. And it was not what I expected at all. What is but it it's about? so good. It's like, here, I'm going to give you examples of what some of the, like, the, the names topics. of them are called. Because they're like, oh, they're so cool. So it's basically, like, just people telling their stories of, like, Things that are actually happening to them is basically what the thing is. So one of the ones that I just listened to was, what if your mother tried to cut her heart out? This one is, what if you survived a shipwreck? Wait, it's it's literally just talking about the idea. No, like of- these are people's, like people submit their stories and they're like, oh, this happened to me. And so then they're talking about, like, it's basically what saying, they did. yes, it's like this happens to people out in the world. Oh, that makes me more sense. I thought it was like. Uh, all hypothetical. No, no, no. This okay. is like, what if you were kidnapped by a police officer? What if you couldn't remember the worst event of your life? What if you followed a singular dream around the planet? What if you narrowly escaped with your own life? What if you lived your life as a ghost? Um, 
what if so that happened to somebody they lived their life as a apparently that some of them are like they say them weird but they're like really cool this one's like okay. what if you had bipolar disorder one of the ones i listened to was what if you have like six personalities or something oh wow and it was oh no no, no. it was what if you had dissociative identity disorder but then there was a different one that was what if your sister had five personalities oh. and she talks about like their whole family experience how they were all sexually abused by their father and so then the sister like split off and, like, oh all these crazy things. interesting so it's really good i think you would like it because it's like I like personal that. but it's like creepy enough you know like just interesting enough interesting for sure um there's another one called gone that i really like these days is it about um, people who disappear it's about people that disappear but also things that disappear so like one of them is about like when the mona lisa went missing or like like lost languages or like oh, random okay. artifacts or like whatever that have like never been found um and some of them are people but then some of them are like like the roanoke colony stuff like that but it's really researchy but it's really good Hmm. So, and what's the other one? I'm not typing oh. something to you. What's the other one? Um, no, those are the only two. Gone, and this is actually happening. And then there's another one called Criminal. I'm trying to get into it, but uh, I'm not super into it yet. But I'm getting there. Hmm. I don't listen to podcasts, so okay. But I want you to start a little bit because, like, we have one. No, I, yeah. It's not that I don't like them. I would just rather watch something. Like, if I have free time, yeah. I usually am not turning something on. However, I do have a four-hour road trip coming up soon. Okay. Um, Because Grace and I are driving from Nashville to Mississippi. Oh, fun. Okay. So, there and back. Because oh. both of our flights go to and out of Nashville because it was um, way cheaper. Than Memphis? Mm-hmm. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like significantly cheaper. No way. So okay. we have uh, a little time on our hands, so maybe I will. I do okay. like listening. Like when I was on travel season for work, I would listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah. I think Grace would probably like Grace this, would yeah. be into it too. Um, yeah. Well, today, Emerson, if you'd like to join us, we have, you know, our friendly face, Emerson, fan favorite. Self-proclaimed fan favorite. <laughs> I actually am the only one who's ever said that I'm a fan favorite. So shoot these guys like a DM or something. Let them know that I am indeed. You, a don't, fan have, you don't have to. No, but you should. Okay. Um, I'm going to do the hot take for today, right? That's what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? And, okay, so my question is if you could read anyone's journal, <laughs> literally you read. anyone. If you're able to read, what if would you, you do? <laughs> could read Maddie Hood. No, um, I can read, guys. I just every I book I've read. ever read, she's read to me, so it doesn't matter. Haley, thank you. Sorry, podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but okay, my question is if you could read anyone's journal, and in this situation, they are a journaler, like they Document they don't have like everything. six entries from the last three years, like me. They have actual every journals day. every day and their deep, dark thoughts. If you could read anyone's journal, famous in your life, in your family. Oh, your family. It, anyone's. It doesn't matter. There's no like limitations Aww. on this. Ooh. But you're stuck with that information. You Aww. read your mom's journal and you read stuff you don't want to know and you're stuck with it. So think Ooh. about it before you say it. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to do one famous person, like out of reach person, and then one person in my life. Same. Okay, cool. Do you know? Yeah, I want to read yours. Wait, actually. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, it's like. Uh, <laughs> like, I really just cannot figure you out. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Do do yours first because I'm still thinking. Um, I would probably read my mom's. Re okay. Okay. Because there's a lot of gaps 
in yeah. stories that she tells me. And yeah. I know she's never fully told me a real story ever. <laughs> like, she's told me real stories, but not the full real story. Right. You and just get bits and pieces. Part of it, I think, is secrecy. Part of it, I think she just doesn't know how to articulate fully mm -hmm. because she still hasn't processed, like, yeah. um, just the full... I don't know. And I think your your mom's version of the story would probably change just based off of the mood she's in when she's telling it. So, like, it's kind of sure, hard to yeah. tell fact. But I would love to read, like, her thoughts as a high school girl. Like, <gasps> Interesting. as a pastor's daughter, youngest of five. Wait. Four. <laughs> um, yeah, I would just, I would love to to see and hear firsthand while it was happening, like what she was thinking. Who's your other out of touch person? My out of touch person, I still need a second to think about. Okay. I think this is going to be like a sad answer, but I think that I would probably pick, I mean, somebody in my life that's dead, I would think. Yeah. But I think I'd probably pick my Aunt Joyce. I would want to read my really? Aunt Joyce's. Why? Because yeah. her brain was very complex. So I think I would want to know like the details okay. of stuff that I never got answers to. Okay. Like, Oh, shoot, like, this makes more sense. And, you know, I don't know. I just think it would be very interesting. To, I think it would kind of give me more of a clear path. Okay. Because by the time that she died, she was very much not similar to how she was, like, as a person. Yeah. So I think I'd be able to say, like, okay, this is where things went wrong. Okay. Like, yeah. I'd have more of a clear linear path of that. Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you know your your famous person or no, out of touch person? I feel like I would pick someone that I would get the answers. For something. Because, like, there's a lot of people that I'm interested. Like, yes, I would want, like, I don't know, like, a famous person. It's just, like, someone that I like. Sure. But I also, like, what if I could get an answer to something? You're thinking, like, Scott and Lucy Peters. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, Burner. John Bonet's mom. I thought that. You did? You know my brain. Yeah, I no, thought you I would. Think, I, yeah, I might do that. Hmm. Or, like, just somebody's... But, yeah, no, but I want something that's also going to be honest. I don't want something that's, like, incoherent, like somebody that was actually crazy. Yeah. I just picked someone who did have a diary, like Anne Frank. <gasps> Princess Diana. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait, shoot, I can. Jokes oh, wait, there's a movie about her What about Princess Diana? I would love to have hers. Oh, yeah, she's a sad one. She is sad. I would just, I want to hug her. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know who I would pick. You have to pick someone. Would you pick Abe Lincoln? Why? Because you love him. Oh. One of a fun fact, if you oh. haven't gotten all the way to the very beginning of our podcast, which I did the other day, which was hilarious. But the our second episode ever was about the book Andy Warhol's a Hoarder. So it's like psychoanalyzing people in history. And Maddie cried at the end because while we were talking about Abe Lincoln, she started crying. But this was also before I learned that he was racist. No, I know. We didn't know. We didn't know. Well, yeah. No, it was like a, yeah. It was, so he wasn't as... If awesome. you would have said this question, like, you know, almost a year ago, maybe mm -hmm. that would be my answer. But not now. But I just, I don't well, have the same Well, you could find out how the racism him. played a role in his, in his mental capacity no, I, and his leadership. No. Because I think it was a pawn. Who knows if those people in history were, like, fundamentally racist in their core or if all of it was a pawn. Actually, that's well, still true for today. Here's the, hmm. Oh, here's the thing about the Abe Lincoln thing. So mm -hmm. I heard that he was racist. Like, I saw it somewhere. And then I did my own research. Yeah. And he very, very, very clearly says, like, mm -hmm. no, I don't actually want equal rights for them at all. Mm -hmm. No. He's like, no, no, no. They're still going to work for us. That's so, not what I'm saying. So now I'm uninterested yeah. in his diary. 
like maybe if he he wouldn't have said it so explicitly then and i had some room yeah. to guess that like maybe it was just the times maybe yeah, even that oh no no i'm not saying that there I were just, times where this was cool no no no. i'm saying though like american history taught us that abe lincoln like freed the slaves yeah like, and that's what i thought up until a year ago locking yeah yeah so at that point in time i was like oh yeah abe lincoln rocks but he didn't he sucks like yeah. he still sucked and he didn't even uh too much too much yeah no i wouldn't pick abe lincoln okay. but i was debating like a harriet tubman <gasps> shoot yeah i would you know what i know what i just learned about her the other day and this is very fitting because it's black history month um not only was you know obviously all the amazing things about harriet tubman did you know she was also disabled Yes, because she got hit in the head with a shovel as a child. Yes, she had epilepsy and she'd have seizures, and she would tell the other slaves no, and she would fall asleep in the middle yes, of she had like, narcolepsy. Yes, she would fall asleep, pass out in the middle of a field. Yes, <laughs> on her way to save and free millions because she got millions. beat as a child with a shovel. A lot of people, yeah, and she she would say if I ever like she said she called them her spells, and mm -hmm. she'd be like if I ever have one of my spells while Just we're like me. running, you leave me there. Yep. I know. What? I learned that this, like, earlier. Wait, how did you, why did we learn that at the same time? I don't know. I learned it, I like, only learned that a couple weeks ago. Oh, I learned it, like, nine months ago. Oh, so you've been a genius this whole time? Uh, nine months ago does not, is okay. not genius worthy. <laughs> okay. But I think I would go with someone like that. Uh, just, I want to hear more. Maybe not even her, but, like, <gasps> someone from that time period who, like, was contributing to that. Time. Like, yeah. I would want to hear the stories as painful as they were. Oh, God. It would be so hard. But there's just so many gaps, which, you know, is the point of Black History Month to keep educating yourself because our uh, American history system doesn't just leaves gaps on yeah. purpose yeah. and pushes the narrative that they want. Um, but, yeah, someone in those stories where it's just raw truth and, like, personal stories of what they were going through. Like, that would be super mm. hard to read, but it would be so interesting. I mean, it would be brutal mm -hmm. to read something like that, but that's their reality. It we just so watched crazy. the movie the other day. Um, what was it called? Klansman, Black Klansman. Yeah. Um, which was really good. It has, like, it's, I don't know, it's funny, but it's also, like, very dramatic. Um but I think that was a good Black History Month watch because yeah. I feel like it was. But it, it was really hard to hear the N word as much as that was in oh, there. Like it I think now painful. we don't associate in any circles with people that have said it, especially with a hard freaking R. No, like no, no. I just, to be honest, have not heard a white person say that word like that. Yeah, like aggressive. And I mean, ever, ever. In that way. Yes, I never have. But even like at all and so you've long. never heard a white person say the n-word like like derogatory no oh i have you have mm -hmm. you've heard someone say it to someone mm -hmm. or about someone mm -hmm. no yep. i've never heard that in my life seriously never have you, you have yeah. i grew up in southern indiana people there are not great no southern indiana i can imagine people. that's probably no not. i yeah, i've I literally out. never ever in my life i've heard people say it in a song really or quoting somebody I've never heard it as an insult. I've never heard it directly to somebody ever. In in Washington, you you don't. You don't. You don't. Yeah. You don't. You just it's not funny. It's not cool. It was always taught as a very awful thing and then I heard it a lot at Southeastern. 
Mm. Yeah, we were, I think in high school, it was very like the A was okay. Like, you're good. Yes. And then we all, I mean, like the well, times. Well, that's how people were at SEU. Yeah, the times have, the times, no, I can't even say the times have changed because they haven't. I think we just were like, oh, shoot, that's, that's bad. That's really derogatory. Yeah. Like, we just don't do that. Yeah, no. And you live and you learn. Yeah. It, yeah. It was a good movie, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. They also, the other word that I'm not going to say. What? Because I, first of all, I just straight up don't like it. And I don't think it'd probably be a good idea to say it out loud. <laughs> what word? The C one. With the two O's? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. One, never- we, we both, like, at one point, at the same time, you and I both audibly gasped whenever they said it out loud in the movie. We both went, <gasps> oh, oh, like, pure... I Terror. yeah, the, the whole movie was just very um, sobering. I yes, I wonder how the like actors because they say it like they've just been saying it and they have it, but I'm like, I wonder where the line is of like where people are like you can't say that because I know like in writing, if I were to like write a book one day, I'm not putting the n word in it even if I'm writing from the black perception of a black person yeah. or someone being derogatory towards a black person, like. I just don't feel like I'm the one who can write that. Yeah, I think there's an arguable stance for both sides. Like, it should be said because that was how loosely and how derogatory or derogatively they used it. Yeah. And that in and of itself should be a shock. Yeah, it's historically accurate. It should be horrible. But then I get the other side where it's like, no, you're a white dude that just got hired for this role and now you're just going for it. Yeah, which I guess is as long as he's not practicing it. I think it's probably up to black directors and producers to come up with something that's historically accurate without giving over. It just, it's still gross. It begs the question, like, what type of actor, like, personally, if I was an actress for a role that I had to say it, I actually don't think I could. It just wouldn't come off as natural. I don't think, granted, I'm also not an actress, but I feel like. But I don't, I think I would say no to the job. Like, I'm just not comfortable saying it. I don't think I'd be able to get it to come out of my mouth sounding like it's supposed to be in the role. It'll sound like a girl who had the rest of the lines figured out except for, like, that little chunk where I got really (laughs) uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. So, Maddie is, we're going to switch it up. We're basically discussing in this one. This is, like, a bit of a mix of our table talks, but also our our wonderings. Um, Because we actually had, like, a few people say that they wanted us to talk about this, and we both happened to watch the documentary. Yes. And I have opinions on quite literally everything. Wait, really? No, I just mean everything in life, but, yeah, this, too. Oh, 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 I thought you meant, like, every detail. No, so we want to talk about Free Britney. Yes. but I actually, what's funny is I was going to do a whole podcast on this prior to the documentary coming out, uh, but there wasn't a ton of information at the time. And I was like, whatever, I'll wait for more to come out, not knowing that a whole documentary was coming out. Mm-hmm. So I know we have talked about this a few times. Timing was perfect. So did you watch Framing Britney? I did. Okay. I don't think that's what I watched. What did you watch? I watched the New York Times one. Is that the same one? Yeah. Same oh, thing. it is the same one? Yes. Okay. So I spent so long trying to find Framing Britney as a documentary somewhere and I couldn't find it anywhere. And is then I figured Times out. Episode, or <laughs> yes. not New York Times. Yeah. It's is a it? New York Times. It's a docu-series of oh. like a bunch of different documentaries on people. This was just, the first episode was Framing Britney. Okay. And okay. it's the only that episode dedicated to her. They're all different. They're okay. All, like, that's what I was saying. I couldn't remember if it was that or if it was 2020 or what the heck Yes. So basically, um, the premise of this film talks about her complex legal arrangement uh, with her conservatorship. Right. And it goes from like the very beginning of her stardom as a child 
evolves into her years of success Mm -hmm. and then her marriage, her divorce, her legal battle with, Mm -hmm. you know, getting her kids in custody Mm -hmm. and kind of having this mental health breakdown. Mm -hmm. Um, And her dad basically says she's unfit to manage herself or anything that she owns, all of her finances, um, and basically takes control of her life. So conservatorship is weird. Mm -hmm. I honestly didn't even know what conservatorship was. Mm -hmm. I only knew what it was because I, whenever I was in high school, I worked in an assisted living place. So I worked in the dementia unit. So there would be Mm. conservatorships. And granted, I didn't know like the details of them at the time, but I just, I'd heard the word before because it would be like kids taking over the estate of their parent who, who is literally like has dementia, doesn't remember their name. So they would take over because they can't manage their money because they would like half the time before they'd get there, they would be buying like crazy things because they like didn't realize they bought stuff or, yeah, you know, they like sometimes depending on like what you have, you would have like complete delusions and things like that and buy crazy things. Yeah. That's the typical experience that yes. I, I've heard of conservatorships. Never this. No. So if you don't know what a conservatorship is, even though we kind of loosely described yeah. it, it's a way for someone to assume legal guardianship over an adult. So families often use it to help deal with medical expenses or mental health needs of a yeah. parent, usually in elderly people, like right. you said. Yeah. Um, but it depends on the capacity of the individual if they can make decisions on their own or not. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's often, you know, their child, the child is taking conservatorship yeah. over their parent who's in a dementia unit, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. they're now deemed incapable of making decisions right. on their own behalf. Yeah. So those sort of make sense, mm-hmm. but it's never been done in this capacity no. to someone who's clearly vocalized their stance against their parent being Mm -hmm. in this position anymore. I don't know, but let's just start from the beginning. So Brittany is born in a small town in Louisiana. I love that this is happening this way. What? I thought of Mississippi. Oh no, it was Louisiana. Louisiana. Um, yeah, which I didn't know. I didn't know she was like a Southern girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I knew that. I had, I'm telling you as a kid, one of, I think this actually might be my core memory. This is like, (laughs) I don't remember. You know how people, like, know their first memory? I have no idea what mine is. I think mine is um, putting my hand on the fireplace. <gasps> yeah. Really? There was, like, this gate that was around our fireplace, like, this little thing yeah. you could stand up it up against. And for some reason, it was off. I think my mom was, like, cleaning the glass on the yeah, fireplace yeah, yeah. or something. And they forgot to put it back on. And I put my hand on it and got a burn on my hand so bad. And my parents, like put my hand under cold water but I was really little Aww. but I think that was my first memory okay of course it's this is the first tragic. one I can think of and I wanted to make sure I got the year right it happened around like 2002 2001 so whenever Justin and Brittany broke up and I was four or five I should have known that I was gonna be a social worker because I remember I was doing flips off of my the arm of my uh couch <laughs> You were happy they broke up? No, no, no. I was just, like, happy to be doing flips. And I was in the room alone, and I closed both doors to my family room so I could, like, you know, be in my office. (laughs) And I was, I was, like, practicing their couples therapy. I swear to God. I'm I'm, I could not make this up. I remember, like, talking to myself. You know how, like, whenever you were a kid and you talked to yourself in front of your mirror and you were just, like, (laughs) that's what I was doing. But I was alone, and I'm looking at my ottoman as if they're both sitting there. 
and I'm like doing flips and like whatever. But then I would like sit down and like be really serious and like look off to the ottoman and I'd be like, I'm dead. I don't know what I was saying. I just remember be- and then having the conscious thought as a four or five year old being like, this is kind of embarrassing. And then I just like get going. But anyways, I, I took the that. breakup pretty hard. But no, I knew a lot about Britney Spears. Oh no, just kidding, just kidding. Backing up, backing up. My other first core memory. Why are they all related to Britney Spears? Yeah, what was. I was, my mom got front row um, tickets to the concert. Like her friend worked the concert and they managed to get me as a four-year-old front row seats. And so my mom said that the entire time I was crying. Because it was too loud? No, because I loved her. Oh. (laughs) And I was, and I kept going, Brittany, it's me, Haley. Brittany. Like every time I get like quiet where she would be like, (sighs) and like look out into the crowd. And I would like think that she could hear me. Like if I was like, it was like the the roar. I was like, it's me, Haley. And I was so cute. This is before I got ugly. So it was like kind of adorable. I hate you. Yeah. And apparently there was like teenage girls behind me that were like, oh my God, she's so cute. My first concert was Backstreet Boys (gasps) and it was so loud. I wore earplugs. Incredible. So I thought, you know, I wanted you in the big baby headphones. <laughs> no, I don't think they had those. I don't then. Think they had they those didn't either. give a shit about us. If they did, we were too poor to buy baby headphones. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Come on, suck it up. Um, but that's funny. Your first row, just living, for just it. living. Her sweat dripping on me. My mom said I didn't bat an eye. She was sweating on me, and I was like, "Bring it on, Brittany." Oh, that's we're so together. cute. Yeah. Anyways, so all of that to say, I knew a lot about Brittany's. Okay, well then, take over at any point. Uh, Louisiana. I'm like, correction. <laughs> Didn't know she was from Louisiana. Yeah. Didn't know that she appeared first on TV when she was like, what was it, nine? I didn't know it was as early as it was. I thought Mickey Mouse Club was her first thing, and she was like 12 then. Okay, no, that's when she blew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because when she was like nine or 10 on her first, you know, TV moment, uh-huh. the guy who interviews her asks her yes. about do you have a boyfriend? Yes. And she's like nine. Yeah. And she, even as a nine-year-old was like, no, I'm, I don't need one. Yeah. She was like, boys are mean. And yeah. he was like, well, I'm a boy. Are all boys mean? And she's like, ah. yes. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, do you think I'm mean? Ew. And it's just weird. It, it just alludes to a weird thing. Yeah. It put her in like a weird world. It did, which is interesting because that only perpetuated through her career. Mm-hmm. This like, over-sexualized girl mm-hmm. who had to choose between being a good girl or being sexy. Yes. Yeah. They made her choose. And it couldn't ever be mutually exclusive. No. Like, you can't be sexy and a good girl. Well, I think that's what threw people off is she seemed like she was, like, this, like, pushing the norms, like, sexy, like, young, whatever. But then you would, like, hear in interviews and she's, like, this little sweet southern girl who, like... Right. Who you were, like, oh, wait, but, like, you can't be two things at once. Pick one. Yes. Exactly. Which is just awful. I think that's still done today. What are you talking about? I'm sweet and I'm sexy as hell. You know what I mean? It's possible. Guys, you can be like me. For a monthly payment of $24.95 a month. What, you have OnlyFans? (laughs) Anyways, that's on a different Instagram. Um... Ew. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Emerson and uh, Maddie both just shuffered. I was just called you Melissa. Not sure. I love Melissa. I'm okay with okay. that. Um, oh, yeah. So she was overwhelmed with this like sex icon. Like, it, aren't we all weird? <laughs> whatever. And do you know what got me though? Shut up. <laughs> aren't we all? No, we are not all. Um, do you know what got me though? Two things. <laughs> okay. The first is I think she was on 
I want to say, wait, who's Jared Leto? He's a night, he's a night host guy. Jay, right? Jay Leno. Oh, who's Jared Leto's the actor who's like a. That's what I oh, knew I was messing yeah. up. He's crazy. Yeah. No, Jay Leno. Jay Leno. <laughs> yes. I think it was him. Who's the other really famous talk show host? David Letterman. Yes, probably. I don't know which one it was. It was one of the old white guys. Yeah. And who's like been doing <laughs> Doesn't it. Doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> okay, fair. But they asked about her. Was it her boobs? That she got a boob job? Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. I'm thinking of the Justin Timberlake like, interview. I wasn't thinking about that. No, no, no. And he was like, everybody's talking about them. And she was like, about what? And he was like, well, your chest. Oh, wait a minute. I do. I think it was David Letterman. Maybe it wasn't any of those guys, but it was a guy who asked her about her boobs. I have a vague memory of this. Yeah. So weird. There's a lot of like random, really wrong interviews that you're like, what the hell? Yes. And that one lady, I think she was like a manager. Um, she oversaw Britney and all the big boy bands. Cause this was a mm-hmm. boy band era. Yes. 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 Like in sync backstreet mm-hmm. boys, yeah, whatever. It was all of them and her. Yes. So she really was the only one, like there was no other girl to compare her to. She was just kind of the standalone girl. Yeah. But, um, the manager lady was like, I mean, these questions that they were asking Britney, like she was being scrutinized. And none of that was happening with the men. Mm-mm. Like, no one was talking about their masculinity, no. how handsome they were, like, all that sort of stuff. So it was just so interesting to see the paradox. Yes. That that comment about her boobs got me. And then, I don't know if it was a news reporter or whoever, but somebody said if she had the chance to shoot Britney Spears, oh, she would. It was a, I think if I'm not wrong, I'm pretty sure it was a mayor's wife. Who? It was a mayor, some sort of... Oh, a mayor. It was like a wife. political figure's I thought so, too. Wife. I didn't catch the name, but yeah. that is horrible. And she's in the interview, and he's saying, yeah, what did you think about when they said that they would shoot you? Mm-hmm. Or is it Diane Sawyer interview? I think it was Diane Sawyer. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, yeah, that's horrible. Ew. Like, yeah. She's like, that's wrong. Like, that's- I don't know. I didn't know how to, like, spell that out, that you shouldn't tell and me I, that you And I kill me. sort of loved her response. She said... Uh, because you know, the parent was like, yeah, you're a bad influence on our, on our Mm -hmm, kid. mm -hmm. And she said, I'm not your kid's babysitter. Yep. Which Mm -hmm. I sort of live for that because you're the parent, you're in control. Yep. It's your job to raise your children well. It's and not I think her parents job. Parents of that time thought that like media was really infiltrating their kids and they were going to have no power, having no idea that like kids now are oh. like the most impacted by all of that stuff. And yes. even now parents have figured out how to have control over it. Your kids weren't at risk. Things were just changing and you right. were freaking out. And here's the thing. They didn't have smartphones. Turn off the TV. Right. Yeah. That was all. Click. Yep. Just just don't. What? Well, they're going to look at a magazine in the grocery store and you're going to say, okay, And I don't. think that was also the era like there's been so much like body positivity, sex yeah, yeah, positivity yeah. now mm-hmm. that back in the day it was like you can't talk about your body. You can't talk about anything related to sex in any way shape or form because that's not what women talked about no like no. it was okay for men to have those discussions yeah. and over sexualize young girls yeah but it wasn't okay for a woman to wear a tube top and show her belly a little bit without no. being deemed as a sex symbol Mm-mm. yeah like a like a 16 year old girl 
Right. She yeah. She like we're forgetting she was actually a child. Yeah, and it, I, it was such a weird thing of the times where women were attacking women. Yes. But not holding men accountable at mm-hmm. all. No. Why would you do that? Yeah. That's it was crazy. like, why would you dress like that so my husband? Yeah. Can do so. This? We're mad at you. Yeah. When it, there was no conversation of what men needed to take responsibility right. for at all. One hundred percent. That those two comments just oh gross yeah horrible yeah i also did you see that justin timberlake put out an apology since it came out no Mm -hmm. i don't know what it said off the top of my head but he put out an an apology saying basically that like he is like he he took responsibility but saying he was manipulated to like post breakup to saying like bad things about her like oh because the reporter was like so did you sleep with her Mm -hmm. after they made her admit that she was a virgin which is also so weird weird. yes why are you so concerned with this Poor young girl. Yeah, leave her alone. Like, you don't... Uh, right. Like, Do you remember the Leave Britney Alone videos? No. You don't remember those? They were, like, a big YouTube thing for a minute. But that's actually how I feel now. Um, Yeah, and then the interviewer was like, so, we're all wondering, Justin, did you sleep with her? And you can tell he's, like, going back uh, and forth. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, I did. Like, I yeah, did yeah, do yeah. it. And that was, like, after she had come out and said she was going to wait until she was married. Which, yeah. like, listen, the Jonas Brothers did it, too. Okay? we They all said they were going to. I didn't really even care to believe you. Whatever. But, but at the time, when you're young and you're looking at them. Right. And, like, like, she. Oh. Yeah. But, like, that's no. Uh, I get that, like, at this point, she is public consumption. Like, that's what everyone thinks she is. And, yes. like, I'm just. I have. I'm yes. privy to this information. Mm-hmm. But you're not. Like, you can know all about her music. That's awesome. And there's probably a few things she's going to want to let you know about her life, and that's cool. And I think it's sad, too, because when you're young and impressionable and you're in interviews, you're expected to answer every question. Right, exactly. And you don't know that you can sit back and say, I actually feel really uncomfortable with that question. I'm not going to answer. Yes. And, like, like, no one told her she could do that. No, and she has managers and people telling her, like, what is appropriate to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't think – and she was always raised in that. Like, from probably some of her earliest memories have always been in the spotlight. So this is just what you do to, like, cope with being in the spotlight. There was no yeah. option of not. Yeah. So at this point, she's, like, very famous. Yeah. We kind of skipped over when she blew up with the Mouseketeer role oh, with yeah. Mickey Mouse. Uh, now she's putting out singles and albums and everything. And at this point, too – um, is when after the whole Justin thing, she starts dating what's his name? Kevin Federline. Kevin Federline, and they get engaged. And, and it's married. wild. And it's a wild time. Yes. And then they get divorced. Also a wild time. They she's married, has two kids, and is divorced within like what is it, two years? Yeah, I think it was just one to have kids both the kids. Back to back. Mm-hmm. And then um, yeah, and then they both filed for divorce. Mm-hmm crazy Mm -hmm. and i think they said it in the documentary but it's so true like america is obsessed with celebrities unraveling oh 100 percent like yeah living for her it's like a twisted like tabloid thing of the like um celebrities are just like us like you want to see like the nervous breakdown like when that coney 2012 guy like went out naked and was screaming you remember that no oh my god what ever knew about that you remember the Coney 2012 guy? Coney 2012? 2012. Like the Save the Kids yes. Coney yes. thing? And then yes. remember how he had a breakdown? No. That was like why the whole thing went under. 
was because this guy, like, it blew up so fast. He had, like, a total nervous breakdown and was literally running naked down the street, I think, in California. I vaguely do. And, like, had to get tackled. It was, like, this huge thing and whatever. And then he had to, like, do all the damage control. He um, had, like, a total nervous breakdown. But everybody was, like, wait, this is awesome. Like, it... Like, yeah. you, like, everyone, I mean, it's like a feeding frenzy. Everyone, like, they were getting paid a million dollars per picture of her because the pictures, like, if you could get her at a bad angle, you were making the most money. And that's another thing. The paparazzi alone. I was furious. Oh, I had so much anxiety watching her try to get from her car to the gas station door. Sometimes she would just be standing there in a cold stop waiting for her bodyguards to be like move and she would just be waiting for them to move i i don't lose my temper like ever i think i would lose it i'm actually surprised it took her as long as it did to hit somebody's car with an umbrella dude i would freaking die that would make me feel so claustrophobic yep you have zero privacy i would oh what's that one girl Dolly Parton, that one girl. (laughs) That one girl. I heard that she does her hair and makeup and outfits so extravagantly in this like character role as Dolly Parton Uh that when she goes home and doesn't do that and wears her hair normal, people literally do not recognize her. And she almost lives a Hannah Montana double life because she lives a completely separate normal life with her and her husband. Yep. I've actually heard that also about how Lady Gaga in the very beginning, like before she yes. now goes out, that she was very similar. And isn't that why Sia had those, that hair all over her face? You know? I don't know. It could be why. I don't know if she still does that or not, but I'm pretty sure it was just to conceal her identity so she could be normal. I think I might've heard like the very artistic version of that, of like, I don't want it to be perceived by other people and have it impact the art. Oh, but that okay. could be wrong too, but I okay. don't know. Well, anyways, she does unravel. Right. Brittany pretty much has a mental break, which uh, from the outside or from younger years of seeing it and what the tabloids made it look like, I was like, oh yeah, she just went crazy. Yeah. Like she just. In like a hilariously tragic yeah, way. Yeah. Just like, oh, the fame got to her. I like, never she's felt so more. rich. Like, I wow. think I thought I was told or somehow got the impression that it was like drugs like all oh, this what happens when you get famous kids you're yes. on drugs i associated it with that too but i think it was one of her family members or close family friends that said after her two kids she was struggling a lot with postpartum depression mm-hmm. it was isolating herself was super desperate for friendships and connection um yeah. And then was in that four-month custody battle with her mm-hmm. husband. Yeah. And did they ever I, – I want to say, didn't they say she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder? I don't know. I don't think they said that. I, I thought they were – or maybe they were saying that she was put on an antipsychotic, which is what they – they put you usually on an antipsychotic if you're half – or not borderline – if you have bipolar. So mm-hmm. maybe I was just assuming that it was bipolar. But regardless, there was something chemical – that was going on whether or not that was ever impacted by drugs i don't know but regardless that's a whole other diagnosis in itself of like onset from substances can cause you know chemical imbalance you know yeah for sure and plus postpartum on top of that and then everybody following you and watching every last and every personal aspect of a nasty divorce is is completely speculated and put in a magazine yeah oh my gosh i don't blame her for breaking and i don't it it made me have so much empathy for famous people Mm -hmm. and the pressure Mm -hmm. 
because I would never in a million years want to sign up for that. I can barely make it day to day living in a small town in Florida. Nope. Like, nope. I don't leave my house a lot. I just would completely suffer. I, ugh. It, like, all of it sounds glamorous, and it probably was in the beginning until, like, something hard happens and you don't want everyone to see it. Yes, and you just don't know who you can trust. Like, there's other people around that are also making money off your craziness. Right. Or perceived craziness. Um, hold on. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Wait. Oh, oh there it goes. Um, so she, in a way to say that she's like taking the power back, she shaves her head. Yep. Because she's like, there's nothing to see. I'm not the cute girl you want pictures of anymore. Yeah. Like I'm gonna. Yeah. Take away the, I don't know, novelty of it. The whole reason why you want the photo anyway. Yep. And then she, um, is trying to see her children Mm-hmm. And her husband won't, or her ex-husband won't come to the door, just completely ignoring her. Um, and then they leave and they go back and they try to see the kids again. He won't answer the door. And then paparazzi are in her face at this gas station asking her what she's doing, saying they're concerned about her. There was this little um, paparazzi guy who said that he was like, <laughs> he loved her, right? Yeah. And was like, no, she never said that like, she never asked us to go away. She never asked us to leave her alone. And the person that was interviewing goes, what about the time where she told you to get away? <laughs> and they just played a clip of her being like, get he never away. asked us to do that. And they're like, okay, here's a clip of her asking you to do that. And then he was like, well, she never asked us to get away forever. She would ask us to like get away for the day. Yeah. Like guys. Uh, yeah. She would ask. And it was like, can we, can I just have the day? Like, first of all, I don't think Britney Spears asked you for the day. Right. I don't think she gave you the day off. Like, she said, just leave me alone. Yeah, she probably said, just just go away. And it was people from the paparazzi and it was journalists mm-hmm. that, like, from the New York Times, or not in the New York Times, uh, like, People Magazine. Uh-huh. There was an executive director or whatever. Mm-hmm. He also justified and said what you said earlier, like, oh, we posted about celebrities, because we wanted the relatability. We wanted the hope that they brought. No, but- I want to see her buy arugula. I don't want to see her right. have a nervous breakdown. Your, your like main uh, title of the magazine can't be, you know, Britney Spears, the bridezilla. Britney Spears, the divorcee. Britney Spears, the unfit mother. Like that, mm. in no way are you encouraging hope or relatability at right. all. It's like not that. you're just tearing her down, but you're saying it and phrasing it however you yeah. like so that you can fall asleep at night. So that you can make money. I don't even think he cares about sleeping at night. Well, the way that he was euphemizing how awful it actually yeah. was, it made it seem like he had to justify right. it to his own idea yeah. or else he would be part of the massive issue that was her whole career. Right. I mean, it was just you completely it's a way to not take responsibility. made a person a commodity and then we're surprised when it completely ripped her apart. Yes. And then the surprising part to me, which I knew very little of, was Sam Lutfi. Oh, right, right, right. That guy. I I didn't know anything about him, really. I don't remember seeing her with him. I don't remember that 
publicized at all. But it's interesting because her family and friends say that was really the start of her downfall, mm -hmm. like her relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Did he get her into like drugs? I think it was, he was like, a, he was trying to like sell he just needed money from her. He needed her to find a way to keep making money. Oh, so he was like her manager. He yes. tried to Quote take unquote. over like mm -hmm. her funds, everything. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he was a leech. Yes, he was a leech. And then I also, while I was watching like the paradox of what um, is widely talked about amongst our generation mm -hmm. and that generation and the lack of conversation around mental health. Yes. Was huge huge like any like what any normal person that like even normal people who like go a little bit off the deep end and like do crack don't do what happened like that's not it clearly was not that was not the problem yes if you were gonna say a normal human being who's led a perfect privileged life just decided all of a sudden one day to just have a nervous breakdown like that's not how that happens yeah and there was just zero support no. There was zero conversation at all. Well, what I wanted answers to that they didn't give me in the documentary, so I still honestly need to do – I want to do some more digging on it. I know the parents aren't together anymore, mm -hmm. her parents, but, like, the dad has all of this control. control over her, but where is her mom? No. I – that part – bothered me as well did you do you not have an answer to that so no and at the end credits they said the new york times reached out to x amount of people mm -hmm. and it was her mom her sister her dad her brother and like very close assistants none of them responded well jamie lynn just made a post she did um i don't know if it was a post or what it was but basically all i saw of it was that she had said like Everybody has demons that they're fighting that you know nothing about. And, like, I support my sister. Okay. Still, like, very cryptic, yes, though. Yes. Yes. Let me see if I, I can find a statement. Like, your dad has nothing over you, Jamie Lynn. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about how your sister's trapped. Like. Yeah. I don't understand that disconnect. There's nothing that I wouldn't say to get my sister out of a harmful situation right. to her. No matter who or what was in power i guess i'd say that now because no one's threatening you know interesting okay this is what she had said in a recent instagram post jamie lynn did not comment on the conservatorship directly but wrote about the need for privacy and matters pertaining to mental health if you deal with mental illness or care for someone dealing with mental illness then you know how important it is to respect the situation with privacy for the person she also quoted a halsey tweet from earlier this week urging people not to joke about kanye west whose recent outburst could be a sign of deteriorating mental health personal opinions about some someone aside a manic episode isn't a joke if you can't offer understanding or sympathy offer your silence jamie lynn's comments did not quite end there one commenter replied to jamie lynn's post how about your sister's obvious mental illness why do you, don't you speak on that to which jamie lynn responded you have no right to assume anything about my sister and i have no right to speak about her health and personal matters she's a strong badass unstoppable woman that's the only thing that is obvious um yeah that's all that was said um which uh, <sighs> no yeah. i just can't say that you're uh -huh. yes and no i think that, yeah. yes it's your sister's battle to fight but at the same time your sister is purposely being silent so at what point do you tell your dad that enough is enough and that right. you're gonna advocate for your like, sister i i have that yes and no outlook on the comment if you can't offer your sympathy mm -hmm. offer your silence 100 yes. i don't i agree if you can't sympathize and you don't know anything 
then sometimes it is mm -hmm. better to just hold your opinion for us outsiders as people. We're just yes. gathering information that we know. There's a lot yes. we don't know. Jamie Lynn, you know, arguably a heck of a lot more than we do. <laughs> and your silence is actually possibly potentially, right. in my opinion, hurting her. I would think if, if it, if it's playing out the same way at home that it is out Here's the, world. the here's the thing what what is so bad that you cannot say right. like it is okay especially in this day and age in this media in this generation to say my sister's suicidal she has all these mental health mm -hmm. diagnoses like yeah the media is not going to be like mm -hmm. why would your sister clue us in on this mm -hmm. how horrible of a person is Brittany we would or even like I would, I just don't get what is not worth this I would like an explanation of even just like okay my sister's mental health is not mine to talk about so I'm just gonna say that like that's a family issue I'm gonna ask that you're sympathetic fine whatever but the conservatorship in itself is I think you have the full right to say like hey you guys don't have the full story there um and uh, like you know eventually a time like things are going to come out one way or another and whether if you're if they're not accurate let's say somehow all of this is completely wrong and inaccurate and spun whatever yeah and saying like hey it's wrong it's inaccurate it's spun and like maybe Brittany can't care for herself I don't know this is just whatever but in the event that like your sister is being held captive and like it doesn't have control over anything you could say like hey I can't speak about it at this time maybe because of like the legality of it but like I am in full support of my sister and like want her to be able to yeah the I do get saying like my sister's mental health is private like okay don't disclose like what actually is going on mm -hmm. but yes coming back to the con conservatorship just have somebody else manage it right like like just say i also don't agree that my father is the sole conservator over mm -hmm. my sister's entire estate everything. and person mm -hmm. who's making sole decisions for her right there should be some other level of accountability there and it didn't seem like there was any evidence at least that they showed that was saying that she was like for her estate Maybe for her person, because she was clearly having a really hard time for a short period of time. But now mm -hmm. she, her meds should, your goal should be to have her meds regulated to the point where she's, she's functioning. She's functioning. Yes. Why do you still need her estate for one? You don't. Why does she still need approval for you for every, from you for everything at this point in the game? Like, it didn't seem like she was having ridiculous spending habits. No. For some, like, it wasn't like she was going to necessarily run out of money. Yes. And that's the concerning part is at the very beginning of the documentary, everybody that worked with Brittany and her mom all say the same thing, that her dad was highly um, concerned with the financials and mm -hmm. kept saying like, she's going to buy me a boat. Yep. Like she's going to yep. get us out of this. Mm -hmm. Like just very obsessed with the financial aspect, which I get your daughter's going out on a limb. You're going on a train to New York to like, try yeah. and learn how to dance and act like, yes, your family's financially going out on a limb here, but it's been years of her stardom and mm -hmm. millions of dollars. And, yeah. and manic episodes are like very real and they're very scary when they happened, especially to the extent that it looks like that's what was happening with Brittany. Right. It did look like she probably needed to be involuntarily hospitalized probably. At and it's probably point. good that she went to rehab and it maybe, and granted as someone who knows literally nothing, 
maybe she needed the conservatorship of her person, which granted, I will say again, is weird. It's, it's not a common thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Let's say they were able to say she needs conservatorship of her person for a year while she gets on the right medication and we're able to like monitor her to make sure that she's doing okay. Yeah. There's no reason now. There's no, no reason. And it's scary because in the years previous to where I think it's very evident that she's kind of lost it. Like if you look at her TikToks mm-hmm. and stuff like that, she looks off. Mm-hmm. She, looks, she looks like sedated. I was going to say she looks like she's very medicated to me. Yes. She, it, it looks like nothing, not much is going on behind the eyes. She's not allowed to leave her house. But before that, when she was still under this conservativeship um, issue with her father and she was more like highly functioning mm-hmm. and more herself in interviews, she said like, I want out of this. Of course I want out of this. Like I don't, mm-hmm. she's plainly said, I don't want my dad to be the one in charge. And it almost seems like this should be illegal. Yeah. <laughs> that somebody could have this much power. And that no one can stop it. Oh, yes. And then that lawyer that was talking, she was like saying that it's usually for, um, you know, elderly people. And mm-hmm. the interviewer said, how many people that or how many people that have a conservativeship that have fought back oh. to say, hey, I don't actually want this conservatorship um, situation anymore. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, that would be on them. Like the person under it would have to say and formally appeal the process. Mm-hmm. And they asked how many people have appealed this process and had it done successfully. And she said in her whole career, she's never seen it happen. She's never seen someone successfully. Which doesn't make sense because that person has so much control that they have her very medicated right now. And right, right now they and you have full control over her and you can and manipulate you ha- her. And you have money. Right. You have people with money can get away with nearly anything. Mm-hmm. Let and it's alone- weird that he has not made one comment. No. No. And I do agree that it's weird that her mother is very... Seems very absent about all of this. Well, her mom has made a statement too briefly, another jaded, you know, like a strange one saying, not jaded, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, We literally said it earlier. Anyways, her mom had said, like, I think that my daughter should have control of her estate and her person. Yeah. But that was all she said. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about the podcast that was started. <gasps> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was it called Free Britney? I believe so, yeah. Okay. It blew up. Mm -hmm. There was listeners everywhere. They pretty much documented everything that was going on in Britney's life. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were pretty much dissecting, over-discussing and dissecting every Instagram post that she would make. Oh, yeah. we. I don't know how we didn't talk about this yet. Yes. And that is one of the reasons why Free Britney blew up. Um, is because of her Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. They were very cryptic. They were very interesting. She cryptic. Would... Cryptic. That's the word you were looking for? I think. I think. Um, yes, I did say that about Jamie Lynn's thing. I said it was very cryptic. Because you're saying one thing, but you're alluding to another thing. <sighs> I'm sweating. That was a lot <laughs> for me. But she would post pictures of like, you know, a hole in the fence or like a window mm-hmm. or something about freedom. 
And yeah, like very just strange that you were like, what should I be reading into this? Is this a clue? Yeah, like it, it almost came across like she's yearning to be at this open field mm-hmm. that she posted about. Yeah. You know? Um, but like stuff that wasn't just like a cute metaphor, but like that it was like she was actually trying to get a point across. Well, then like on TikTok, it was interesting because she obviously her videos are very weird. Like I said, there it seems like there's nothing going on behind her eyes. Mm-hmm. And she's like dancing around her house and mm-hmm. like doing all this stuff. And then in one video, the top comment had like 49,000 likes on it. It said, uh, Brittany, if you need help, wear a yellow shirt in your next video. Mm-hmm. And the next video, she's holding flowers in a yellow shirt, dancing around her house. Mm. Did you see the one about the hat? No. There was one that in one of the videos she like posted. She posted a picture on her Instagram or some, I think it was on Instagram. And she had said like, I'm using a hat as a prop. And she had capitalized hat. Yes. And then somebody zoomed in and you can find that. We'll post a picture of it. Yeah. You zoom in and she's holding the hat and she's like kind of has like a finger near it. So she's kind of like pointing to this. Like it looks like a speck of dirt. Well, somebody zoomed in on it all the way and it says help. Really? Yes. You can find it. Now, granted, can things be doctored? Yes. I'm not. I don't know. But apparently, evidently, that's what it said. Yeah. Help Britney Spears. It also was very weird when she was supposed to take up residency in Las Vegas and do like that whole tour and everything, those nightly shows in Vegas. And Mm -hmm. YouTube set up a whole live stream of her announcing like all these shows she was going to do at this permanent location. And she gets out of the limo or out of wherever she was coming from. And she was like walking down the stairs and was supposed to be cued to this little stage where she was going to say, Hey, it's Brittany. Yeah. Like we have this coming up. This is whatever I'm, I'm making my announcement. And then she was going to like do a few interviews, talk to fans and stuff mm-hmm. and then leave. Well, she gets out and she goes down the stairs, completely walks over the stage where she was supposed to do the announcement Walks past all of the reporters. It was weird. All of the fans. And basically got out of one car over here, like at the top, walked through the whole thing, didn't say a word to anybody or anything, didn't stop for anything, and just simply got into another car and drove away. (laughs) It's so weird. It was so weird. Oh, God. I don't know if she was like sedated or just not there. I don't know. But whatever she is doing she's under very careful watch she Mm -hmm. hasn't talked to any interviewers since no she just made like a no she she, i don't think she's talked to anyone in like over like years like 2018 or something yeah but she did just make a thing that said like for everybody's asking i'm okay that was all she said yes yes i did see we're gonna keep it everybody posted on you know if we find out anything fun we'll probably discuss it you know as things kind of uh what's the word i'm looking for unfold i guess unfold. so yeah um we're gonna post up <clears throat> oh am i okay i don't know um we'll post some stuff yeah on our instagram you can look at it's it freaking nuts free britney freaking nuts we're just saying free britney bye ah bye Average and only.